This is Zips Unlimited, a show about the University of Akron, its programs, its people, and its community. Zips Unlimited is produced by WZIP-FM. Hello and welcome to another episode of Zips Unlimited. My name is Chris Kepler. I'm the general manager here at WZIP. Today, I want to welcome in Carrie Jackson. Carrie is the director of off-campus safety here at the University of Akron. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you. And well, I was going to say welcome to the university, but he's actually been a part of the university. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a different role. Um, you know, it's no secret that um, campus safety is on the minds of people all over the country. It's not just an Akron thing. Yeah. It's something students. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I guess I don't want to say students maybe are concerned, but they at least are aware. Maybe yes. question how safe their environment is. Absolutely. Definitely, parents uh, yeah. question that kind of thing. Not to mention anybody who has a connection with a university community, and that obviously includes Akron. Um, you know, there are a number of things that have taken place over the last uh, few months, and it's really, I, I guess, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, Carrie. Uh, uh, to me, a proactive approach by the university to ensure that we're doing everything that we can do to make things as safe for students as possible. Is that a fair statement? That's totally correct. Um, we have to put out that we're doing the best we can to keep these students safe because along with the students, the parents are paying attention also. They want to know when their loved one leaves the house mm -hmm. that they're going somewhere where someone's looking out for them. So hopefully when we get things totally up and running like we're planning, we'll give off that image that we care about our students full time mm -hmm. and we're going to be there for them whenever they need us. Something we should probably clarify is that if you were to, um, uh, and we can back this up with information on the university's website, that you know, the campus itself has really always been and continues to be a pretty Absolutely. safe place. Absolutely. There are little things that happen here and there. Yes. I mean, somebody steals a cell phone or if, and yeah, if obviously you, I don't want to downplay things. I mean, Sometimes there is something a little more serious. Yes, but if you leave your property laying around, there's a good chance yeah. somebody's going to pick it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, but I guess the key to this is he's the director of off-campus safety. And that's where things can get, you know, sometimes a little bit murky um, because you're not on, on university property, but you're in areas that are dominated by students. And let's be, yes. let's be honest, we're talking south of exchange. Yes. Uh, primarily. Um, yes. There's trouble there sometimes, right? Yes. Um, when I first came to the university approximately 13 years ago, the area south of Exchange all the way to, I guess that would be uh, 76 West, mm -hmm. was predominantly University of Akron students in that housing over there. Yeah. As time's gone on, the uh, population of the university has started to go down. And with that, our occupation of the housing over there has gone down. And in such, the landlords who have to pay their bills have reached out to more local citizens mm -hmm. to fill those voids. And so I think we're having a little bit of a, a issue getting those two groups to meld right now. And we don't want to kick anyone out. We want everyone to be comfortable and feel safe being over there. So that's part of what I'm going to try to do too is to bring them on board to let them know that we consider them welcome and we want everyone to feel safe over there, not mm -hmm. just our students. You know, the students probably, I don't know, they live there, they might have some parties, stuff like that. Yes. And that's not really the major problem, no, is it? No. And it's not uh, to say that all college students are perfect angels. No, no. But no. at the same time, I think <laughs> yes. really what we're talking about is some of that other element that's maybe mixing in with the college and you yes. got. 
you know, you just you have some bad situations that, yes. that can happen. I it, but although really, you know, sometimes there's a headline, but, but not, overall, not, not it's normally really no. not an no. everyday occurrence, or is it? No, it is not. Um, our students, for the most part, don't have hard times here, even off campus. On campus, in particular, n- almost never. One of the things that President Miller has tasked me with is we have students who come from all over, different countries, different states, even different areas of Ohio where the, I don't want to say the big city because we're not Columbus, but we are a city where some of the things you may encounter here when you come to the university, you've never encountered before in in where you come from. So one of the things that he wants me to do is develop a sort of preparatory uh, training for them to come into an urban environment to kind of give them an idea of what they're looking at, you know, the homeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're going off campus, some of the things that you're going to encounter. And I'm hoping to get that started by the next uh, school year. And we can start that with the freshmen. At least they have an idea of what they're looking at and not be taken advantage of mm-hmm. walking around. Right. Yeah. I mean, there. I, I've talked to other um, folks about this, you know, years ago, where they would have some, you know, kind of, I think, much more loosely organized plans than what you're describing. Yes. Um, to, you know, try to offer, you know, some kind of a little mini seminar or something, um, you know, to teach some of the students that, First of all, you should have never been have your doors unlocked, no matter where you lived. But even if you did, yes, yes. let's not do that anymore. Yes, you know, you have all your your laptops and your phones and your your big TVs and your gaming systems, all that stuff. Yes, it's in your living room with the curtains open, the lights on, and the doors unlocked, and you're in a bar. Yes, and you know, so I mean, you're it's it's almost an invitation for somebody to absolutely to do something they shouldn't do. And, and when I was with the police department, we used to say it was almost like shopping at Best Buy for free <laughs> because at the beginning of the semesters you know all these students have all this brand new electronics yeah. and televisions and you know flat screen TVs and gaming consoles and this is for a lot of them the first time they've actually lived on their own mm-hmm. so what they'll do is they'll try to regulate the heat or the temperature and so they'll turn the heat up to a certain temperature and then crack the window so that it gets to that right temperature well like you said when it's time to go to the bar they want it to be just right when they come home well mr bad guy's standing there walking by and he sees that window crack yeah this is just right (laughs) yes it is just right so yeah he lifts the window up he goes in and once he gets into that house a lot of times he has five four or five different rooms that are fully stocked with whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. And so by getting through that one window, you're able to burglarize multiple students. Mm -hmm. So on paper, it looks like someone broke into a house, just one house, when in essence, they actually broke into four or five Mm -hmm. just by going through that one window. So yeah, it's it's just right. But Mm -hmm. those are things that we need to get out there more with these students because like we were saying earlier, when they're back in wherever, you know, it might be countryside. Mm-hmm. You can do that stuff. And the only thing you have to worry about is mosquitoes coming through there maybe. Right. But in no, the, Plus it, you had mom and dad. Absolutely. Or, or whoever took care of a house. Yes, to, absolutely. They probably did all that stuff and you just didn't even pay attention yeah, to it. They I could didn't pay w- attention to a lot of that stuff that my parents did, 
you know, for me or for the house when yes. I was 17, 18 years old. You know, so. Yeah, mom comes along and says, what are you doing leaving this window open? And she shuts it and locks it. You come home and you're like, man, it's warm in here. And <laughs> you don't, like you said, you don't think about that right. mom may have shut it. So, yeah. And hopefully that education, you know, teaching them about some of those types of things, that also is just good good information and, and, and knowledge that can also help them from more of a personal safety perspective. Absolutely. Going know. forward, when they, when they leave here, you know, God willing, they go somewhere and they get a good job and they're living in society. These are things that you need to take with you depending on where you go because a lot of them are going to end up in bigger cities. Mm -hmm. So they need to be prepared. Now, I understand uh, part of this whole initiative is also going to um, involve increasing the number of officers yes. uh, with University of Akron Police. Yes. Uh, they're doing real well. They're trying to fill five spots with, the, with our police department. Akron is in the middle of a hiring process also. Mm -hmm. One of the things that uh, most of your police departments are running into is there aren't a lot of people applying to be police officers like there used to be. And there's various reasons for that, you know, but there's... there's still, we've talked about that in the show, too. Yeah. There's you know, so much controversy. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of people just want to stay away from it. Yeah. Um, even if you it's been your lifelong dream to do it, right now just doesn't feel right for a lot of people, and I'm not bashing them for that. Um, the only thing I'll say is don't give up on your, on your police. If you feel that they need to change something, please talk to them. But don't give up on them because we do need them. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, they're hoping to have their officers on this, out and rolling around campus by early next year because you can't really start them all at the same time. Mm -hmm. I don't think our university department's big enough to take on that task like that. So having some, some more uh, officers on patrol, you know, like we said, probably some of that south of exchange. We have a good relationship with the city of Akron Police? Yes, we have a uh, mutual aid agreement with the city of Akron, which allows us, meaning the university police department, to patrol certain areas off campus in the surrounding area. And that helps us because there's so many of our students staying in that area that if something happens to them, they can have someone from the university that responds also and now it's still primarily the city's responsibility, mm -hmm. but we're there to help subsidize them, I guess, in a way. And so if they are having bigger issues elsewhere, they won't hesitate to call us and ask if we can respond mm -hmm. and take care of the situation. So it's, it's, very, it's a very good situation between the two departments. I also read where the university has a contract with an organization called Block by Block, or yes. they're working on a contract. Explain what that means. So years ago, we had uh, Block by Block. Um, some of the people out there will remember them. They walk around in the South of Exchange area. They have really bright, fluorescent yellow shirts. And their part of their responsibility is to be the eyes and ears of the police department. They actually carry police radios. So if they see something occurring, they can call into dispatch here. And the officers will be able to hear it also. And they can respond probably quicker than anybody else normally would because normally you have to wait for a phone call to come in saying, hey, this is happening, whereas they're talking directly to the officers. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that they do is their presence. You know when you drive past, someone's out there looking. Someone's out there watching everything that's going on. You can also have them escort you 
if you're coming from that bar late at night and you don't feel comfortable walking back to your residence, they will accompany you. And you'll see them. They'll be in twos, sometimes on foot, sometimes on bicycle. But they will be there. So kind of a community policing yes. sort of concept. But with, they're under the umbrella of the university police. Uh-huh. So they're kind of helping them in that respect. You know, in the age uh, that we're in now, technology often comes into play uh, with law enforcement in, in more and more ways all the time. Is, yeah. is there some kind of technology aspect to what you're doing also, you know, cameras, that sort of stuff? Yes. Uh, we have partnered with the city of Akron and the Su- Summit County to put in cameras in the area south of Exchange. Uh, the city of Akron has been very generous in their contribution towards the purchase of those cameras. Uh, We are hoping to have that up and running by early April. Those cameras will be in place and all of the departments will be able to monitor them and get information from those cameras to see what's going on. Okay. Um, once again, I just a reminder to our listeners, Kerry Jackson is here. He's the director of off-campus safety at the University of Akron. We're talking about really all kinds of things that are in the works and in, already started in some in some ways um, uh, just to improve safety. Just yeah. to some of its actual improvements. Some of it is is just, you know, kind of peace of mind, knowing that that stuff is there. Yes. Um, you know, important for students, important for parents. And like we said in the beginning, really important for anybody who has connection to the university. Um, even the people, you know, Carrie, you were talking a few minutes ago about the fact that, you know, due to enrollment and other factors, we've had more and more non-students living in some of the rentals south of Exchange that yes. used to be almost all students. Um, those, you know, those people are not all bad people. No. You know, <laughs> there no. might be a bad apple somewhere. Yeah. No. But, I mean, this actually helps them as well. Absolutely. You know. There's been people who have been longtime residents over there who are permanent citizens of Akron. And I like to think they chose to live in that area for a reason. I think they like being near the college atmosphere around the students. It's almost like a comfort thing for some of them, I believe, being around the students. Because like you said, yeah, they may have a party or two, but generally they're not going around doing crime to others Mm -hmm. in that way. Part of what I'm doing is trying to bring everybody together. And when I say everybody, I'm saying both police departments, the business owners, the landlords, the residents, the city. I've even been down to Columbus talking to the legislators. It's everyone being on the same page so everyone knows what we're trying to do. And you don't want to leave anybody out because if something occurs and they are not really sure what it is, they may kind of push back a little bit. Mm -hmm. So if you're open and honest with everyone up front and along the way, it's almost like a group concept. And that's kind of how I presented it to the president. We need to come at this from a community aspect. You can't just have the police being the only ones that care or try to Mm -hmm. take care of it. And uh, one of our student groups came up with the not on my watch. And that's kind of what we're trying to do. Everyone's a participant in this. If you see something, we want you to tell it. If We want you to be a part of the solution. That way we know who's pushing back. If I can get everybody on the same page and be part of the solution, I think we got a shot at fixing this and making it 
totally better over there. That sounds really cool to include the um, the landlords. And I realize some of those houses are, are maybe not rentals. They're yes. owner-occupied, but probably most of them are rentals. Yes. Um, that's interesting to include the landlord. I, I, I'll bet there's a perception by some people out there that these landlords are just a major part of the problem. They'll rent to anybody, and they don't care as long as they get their money. And no. you can't see Carrie right now. He's shaking his head no. No. That's, that's uh, really not a good description. Right before... I took this job. Prior to that, probably a couple of weeks prior to that, we had about 20 or 30 landlords who got together and reached out to President Miller and said, we'd like to come and talk to you. We want to be part of the solution. And as of right now, I would say we've had three meetings with them so far. I mean, large meetings where they've heard what we're planning to do. We listen to them on what their suggestions are, and the plan going forward is for me to meet with them on a monthly basis so we can all keep in contact with each other and know what's going on. So they seem pretty supportive oh, they're of very the supportive. plan so far. They're very supportive. When that area is not doing well, they're not doing well. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, if there's a lot of bad stuff going on. I mean, I, I, I can imagine a yeah. lot of people would just say, no, I'm not going to rent there all. Yeah, I'll find someplace else to live. I mean, and rentals unf- all over the city. So. And unfortunately, some of them have empty empty beds, and that's not good for them. Mm-mm. So they want. That's be not good a- for a neighborhood either, yes, though, is it? Absolutely no. When there's empty houses, that can sometimes attract trouble too. And it does, and it does, and you can't have someone at every empty house to guard it all the time. Yeah. So that's why I say in this group concept, this community input, everyone benefits from it. For different reasons, but everyone gets something out of it if it works. So that's what will get everyone to participate and get everyone excited about being a part of it. At least that's my hope. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like so far, I mean, yes. it's, it's, it's working. Yes. You know, you've got the people <laughs> with you. I mean, that was, yes. that's the first step. Yes. Is to have everybody get on that same page. And then it's, you know, how do we turn to the next page? Absolutely. But doing it together. Yes. And that's, you know, you've already laid that groundwork. I should have laid some better groundwork, too, introducing you. You know, some people might be saying, well, who is he to be doing all this stuff? But you actually have 26 yeah. years of law enforcement behind you, correct? Yes. I was with the city of Akron for 13 years, and then I switched over to the University of Akron, and I retired from him. Well, This is what retirement's yeah, like, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I attempted to retire from it <laughs> after 13 years, and now I'm doing this. Very good. Um, what other things do you have kind of in the back of your mind that uh, – you, know, you think kind of feed into all of this, all this stuff? Well, we're still going through the groundwork. Mm-hmm. I've been working with the uh, city council for the city of Akron to help uh, their president, Margot Somerville, has been extraordinary in her She's support great. and her help. And I'm actually going to be meeting with the landlords, and I have her attending so she can kind of come and give her input and put her stamp on the things that she means to support. She's also here in the future going to be going with me to the local businesses. And we're going to go around, like I said, community approach, and we're going to go and listen to what they have to say. Some things they're going to say we probably don't want to hear, but we're going to listen to them. Because I think if you let a person be heard, they can feel a lot better going forward Mm -hmm. than if you just blow them off and say, I don't. I don't care about what you say. Yeah, I, I would think, yeah, I think, wouldn't it be the same as, um, 
as rentals? I mean, if, Absolutely. if people are concerned about going to certain neighborhoods or certain parts of town, the businesses Absolutely. are going to suffer. So I, yep. I would think they would be on board with yeah, you know, I just haven't had time to talk to him. Right? Yet. Yeah. No, well, you, no, and in your line of work, you can't make assumptions yeah. about anything. Yeah. So. Everybody. Yeah, I haven't talked to him yet, but I'm going to go in with an open mind that everyone wants this to work. Mm-hmm. You said you were um, talking to some of the state lawmakers in Columbus. What what kinds of things are you looking for from them? Is it funding? Is it legislation? Or well, we're looking at a little bit of both. Um, I can't be totally specific right now sure. because I'm not allowed to be yeah, right things now. Things are pending probably. But and it's more of the groundwork, letting them know what we're trying to achieve up here so that when we do come to them with our ask, mm-hmm. they at least know we're not pulling it out of thin air. We're try- we've laid down the groundwork. We're trying to move forward on our own. And if we come to them for help, we really need help. Mm-hmm. And they'll know that we're, we're sincere in what we're trying to do. So that's just part of it, along with the local, the mayor, the city council. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, at one point, we're planning to reach out to the local business, the big business leaders in the area, and see if they can give us any kind of guidance or help. Um, our plan is to bring as many people in Summit County in as we can, mm-hmm. because you can't have too much help. No. No, and when it, and when it comes to relationships with the university, the university, I'm not going to say it defines all of Summit County, but it is a yes. huge part of yes. Summit County. Yes, it's an economic driver. There's a lot of things, you know, where we want the, well, we here at the university want the yes. university to thrive. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, if you are, you know, a business owner, you're any kind of civic leader, um, anything really in Summit County, the the health of the university. You know, that kind of spider webs out to you, too. Absolutely. Whether it's directly or indirectly. Absolutely. Just like a big company. Yep. You know, that has an impact on the university, or or it doesn't. Yes. So, you know, we want those things. You know, before we wrap this up, you know, you mentioned a few minutes ago that, you know, gave the example of, of leaving a window cracked open and, and, you know, with good intentions, but maybe yes. not the best idea. Do you have any other, just off the top of your head, you know, tips for students, first of all, um, to, I guess, to be safe? Other than other than just not getting their stuff stolen, that's bad enough. But, yeah. but then there's the the other physical safety stuff. What what should people be doing that maybe they're not thinking of? When they're walking in the evening, you may be coming from a class or something that way. The University of Akron is a means where you can get escorts. You don't ever need to walk alone in the evenings in this area around here. There's always something that you can do. As we were saying, we brought up block by block. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to have them in place and rolling by Christmas break. So they'll be available. You can always call the police department. The police department, if block by block's not available, they'll respond and help get you where you need to go. The other thing, and I probably should have brought this up earlier, if you drive, one of the issues that we're having right now is people are leaving their cars unlocked. Lock your car. It's a simple thing. You're already there. Pop the button on the way out. Push the button on your key fob. Lock your cars. There's so many people weekly now, basically daily, who are having their cars gone through. And sometimes they take something. Sometimes they don't. But they leave you a mess either way when you get up in the morning. And it's not really... It's, it's not a good feeling knowing someone was in your... Yeah, that'd be kind of creepy to get yeah, in the car then. Yeah, whether they took anything or not. It just, 
it throws you off your game first thing in the morning when you go to get in there, and that's not a great way to start the day. So just lock your door. You know, it's just that simple. There are small things. When you do decide to have these parties, know the people that are, in, that are coming to your parties. Don't be having an open-door party. I don't care if your friends want to bring other friends. Those are the ones that will come back later and take your stuff. Those people that you don't know who came into that party with ill will and all they did was go around and take note of everything you have in your, in your, in your house. We're not telling you not to have a good time. Just know who you're having a good time with. Mm-hmm. That's what I would recommend. You know, I, I'm sure that I don't know if you personally been approached by, by parents of current students or pers- prospective students, but I'm sure that other people on campus at least have been. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody were, if a parent were to say, hey, I'm, I, you know, we're thinking about this university or my son goes to this university, make me feel good. <laughs> what, yeah. what can you tell them when people just ask you point blank, how safe is it? I will tell you that the campus itself is very, very, very safe. As far as the area surrounding the campus, we're working on it. Even when we think we got it, we're going to keep working on it because I don't think we can become satisfied at any point because that's when you slip. And Dr. Miller, mine, a lot of his staff and his uh, cabinet, we don't plan on slipping ever again because we can't allow that to happen. Um, I have been uh, called recently since I've had this job by parents asking that very question. You know, we our child wants Akron to be her first choice or his first choice. They want to come there, but we have questions, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And so what I've told them is I'm willing, if they are, come to campus. I'll take you on a drive. I'll explain to you what I plan to do, what the university's trying to do. And this is our end game. I'll tell them what we're trying to achieve and allow them to see what they're hearing about through the news media, through word of mouth, through rumors. And a lot of times it's not as bad as what it's been made out to be. And so, knock on wood, thankfully, that's worked so far, and I'll continue to do that. Now, if our uh, population grows and we start getting two, 3,000 freshmen in a year, I probably can't do all those parents. But for those that are really, that's, that's the deciding factor, they can call me. I'm here for them. That's my goal is to get us to a point where everyone feels comfortable coming here. Coming up next week on Zips Unlimited, we're talking study abroad with University of Akron's coordinator for the study abroad programs. Also, a couple of students who've had this once-in-a-lifetime experience. Zips Unlimited can be heard each Saturday at noon on 88.1 WZIP-FM. Z-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88